Good afternoon and welcome. I'm Christian Zylstra, and this is the Defender Football Pregame Show here on KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5 FM. And you can always listen to us online as well at KDCR885.com or mobily. If you're on the go, listen to us with the TuneIn Radio app. Here in Sioux Center today, it's Senior Day. The Door University football program has its final home game of the 2020 fall season. Two games left on the schedule for Dort. Today, the Defenders hosting the Hastings College Broncos. And next week, Dort's scheduled to wrap up the season at the Briarcliff University Chargers. Today's matchup features 5-2 and two Dort University against 2-5 and five Hastings on this Senior Day Saturday. A chilly Saturday, although a little warmer than what we had just a handful of days ago. But we'll set the stage a little bit coming up with our guests on the program today. We'll be joined by GPAC Commissioner Corey Westra as he gives us the GPAC football report. Jalen Placide, a senior cornerback at Dort University, will be joining us for our Dort football senior interview today as well. The senior from Oakland, California. A lot of great stuff to say, so make sure you stick around for that one. And, of course, the head ball coach himself, Joel Penner, joining us on the program today as well. We'll talk about the Morningside defeat a couple weeks ago, the bye week, Hastings, and, of course, Senior Day. It's all coming up here on the Defender Football Pregame Show. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra. Let's hear from our guest, starting with the GPAC commissioner himself, Corey Westra. This is the GPAC Football Saturday Report for Saturday, November 14. Brought to you by the Great Plains Athletic Conference and Cypress Grist Management, the official championship partner of the Great Plains Athletic Conference. On your Football Saturday Report this week, let's begin with the scoreboard from around the conference last week on November 7. Midland was a winner over Doan, 28-3. Morningside wins at Concordia, 56-22. Jamestown on the road defeated Briar Cliff, 17-10. And Northwestern, a winner at Hastings, 62-10, was the final score. Those were the four games played last week around the conference. Here's your week number nine, Hoffman America Sports Football Players of the Week. Joe Dalinchek, quarterback from Morningside, is the Offensive Player of the Week. The junior from Bellevue, Nebraska, accounted for nearly 70% of Morningside's offense. The total offense was 649 total yards. Dalinchek was 30 for 37 for 442 yards with three touchdowns through the air. Nicholas Gustav, defensive lineman for Morningside, a senior from Hamburg, Germany, is the defensive player of the week. He became Morningside's career sacks leader, now at 23 and a half. He had two sacks in the game, six total tackles, and led the defense that limited Concordia to just 15 rushing yards on the ground. Eli Stater, kicker from Northwestern, is the special teams player of the week. He is a freshman from Cedar Grove, Wisconsin. Made all eight of his extra points, tying a school record in that category for one game. He also made two field goals, one from 46 and one from 41. And Stater, for his efforts, was named the NAIA National Special Teams Player of the Week. That's a look back at last week around the Great Plains Athletic Conference coming up after the break. We'll preview this Saturday in GPAC football. The GPAC football Saturday report rolls on right after this. The Great Plains Athletic Conference was founded in 2000 and is proud of its academic and athletic excellence. Since the league began, we have had 31 NAIA national team championships and boast over 700 NAIA Dactronics scholar athletes annually. 
To learn more about the GPAC, including fan protocols during COVID-19, go to our website at gpacsports.com or follow us on Twitter at gpacsports. There is a four-game slate now for this weekend within the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Let's jump into that schedule. We'll start in Sioux City. Morningside will host Doan at 1 o'clock at Elwood Olson Stadium. In Jamestown, North Dakota, the Jimmies will take on Dakota Wesleyan and the Tigers at 1 o'clock at Raleigh Greeno Field. Briarcliff travels to Orange City for a 1 o'clock game against the Red Raiders. That will be at Devaloy Stadium, Corver Field. And the final matchup this weekend will be Dort hosting Hastings in Sioux Center at 1 o'clock. The Concordia at Midland game has been postponed to a later date. Doan at Morningside, Dakota Wesleyan at Jamestown, Briarcliff at Northwestern, and Hastings at Dort this weekend. The GPAC standings look like this coming into this football Saturday. Morningside is 7-0. They lead the conference. Northwestern is 6-1 with Dort at 5-2. Midland is 5-3. Concordia 4-3. Dakota Wesleyan, Doan, and Hastings are all 2-5. Jamestown is 1-5 with Briarcliff at 1-6 in GPAC football. Be sure to go to the website, gpacksports.com, for those updated standings, the schedule, stats, news, and a whole lot more. If you've not yet given us a follow on Twitter, we are at gpacksports. Another great way to follow the Great Plains Athletic Conference. This has been your GPAC Football Saturday Report for Saturday, November 14. I'm Corey Westra for the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Welcome back into the Defender Football pregame show. I'm Christian Zylstra here for our Dort Football Senior Interview. On today's segment of the Dort Football Senior Interview, we'll be joined by senior cornerback Jalen Placide. You come to Dort University from Oakland, California. How did you first hear about Dort and just what about the university and this football program stood out to you where, you know, during the recruiting process, you said, I want to continue my education and I want to play football here. Actually, I was found by Dort when I went to a camp down in L.A. I drove down there just because, like, other colleges were interested in me. So then when I went down there, I had a good showcase. And um, Coach Pender and Coach Mingo actually, like, I went up to the table, and they were real impressed by what uh, what had happened. And then I showed them my grades and my GPA and my SAT scores, and they were happy to have me. And then I say about two weeks after that, they gave me a phone call saying that, they wanted me to come up for a visit. They were looking to offer me a scholarship. And they were actually one of the first teams to reach out to me and do that as far as scholarships because all the other schools were like D3s. They can't really offer football scholarships. So just that being that I'm a loyal person, and for them to be the first ones to like show interest in me and like really commit with me and give me the opportunity to play and receive a scholarship, that really was big for me. And then when I came up on the visit, Coach Penner's like they weren't good the year before. Like they went I think 2 and 8. But Coach Penner said he was new in, he was bringing new coaches. Uh the vision he had, everything that he was saying was just something that really stood out for me. And then Dort's academic program was one of the best. So especially the engineering, me wanting to be an engineer already coming out of high school, them being one of the only schools that really had one with the football team was real big for me and the community. Everybody was so loving when I first got up here. 
people who hosted me, they were so nice. They showed me around campus. They introduced me to a bunch of people on the team. And it was just the brotherhood, I could tell, was just already there. And then that was something that I really was looking forward to, like the brotherhood, the academics, and just hearing the vision that Coach Pinner had. I know it's snowing this week, so <laughs> so summer and fall was a while back, but obviously the preparation for this season was different than any of the previous years, given COVID-19 and, and classes getting sent home at spring break. Mm-hmm. How did you have to prepare yourself differently going into your senior season? It was actually very different from the previous years, just not being able to work out in gyms like I would usually be able to. It was more of a lot of finding places, finding things to do by myself outside, whether it was running upstairs or just running around like the neighborhood or finding some dumbbells, anything really, bands. They had sent us some bands over the summer, so those were really helpful. But yeah, it was it was it was a lot different. It wasn't it just didn't have that same feeling, not having spring ball. You know, that's usually a big thing for uh, the football program because it allows us to, like, develop. It really allows us to slow down, see the play calls, and just understand and get the whole thing. Yeah, I enjoy spring ball. I, I'm, I'm a person that enjoys practice. So not being able to just suit up and go out there and practice in the spring was definitely something that I missed. Well, you enjoy the brotherhood. You enjoy practice. How would you describe your personality? You know, whether it's away from the football field, on the football field, how would you just describe kind of your personality? Throughout the previous years, I've definitely been, I feel like I was a voice on the defense, someone that would just always speak up, always be enthusiastic on the field, always just running to congratulate the teammate, whether they made a big play. I just know that, I don't know, it just brings it out of me. Like even, because I know off the field, I'm not really, just say a super enthusiastic person. Um, it's just something about the game of football, just being out there, because I know that me and my brothers, we all put in blood, sweat, and tears into this grind. So when we see it paying off on the field, it just brings out a different, something different in me. So I would definitely say off the field, unless I'm with like close friends or family members, and I'll definitely come out to be that enthusiastic person, the outgoing person. But even on the football field, if it's just an incoming freshman that I just met, whether he makes a play, he's going to think, when he does make a play, he's going to think that he's been playing with me for years. The way I show him love, the way I congratulate him, the way I just, I feel like I speak up. So I would definitely say that's my personality on the field. But as far as this year, I tried. Um, I definitely would be one to talk to the other team the previous years. So definitely this year, I tried toning down on that a little bit more. You know, you've earned the ride a little bit there <laughs> with some with some big hits, with some interceptions. You know, have had a solid career, and we've really seen this this football program kind of grow into its own. What do you think the peak looks like for a football program like Dort? With Dort, with Coach Pinner, Coach Mingo, and Coach uh, Nutt, I definitely see them being GPAC champs. As far as this year, we were real close to beating Northwestern and Morningside, and I just see them continuing on, continue to push the incoming freshmen, the sophomores and juniors that – they're just going to become. They're going to become great, and I see them doing great things. GPAC champions, and we know that Morningside's national champs. So if we can become GPAC champs, we know that we can run for national champs. So I would say that's definitely where I see the peak. With everything new coming in, I just see so much on the horizon for Dory football team. You've got Senior Day coming up. Just a couple games left in the regular season here with your senior year. When you look back, how important has 
not only just the sport of football, but specifically this football program and this coaching staff been for you? They've been real helpful, real supportive of me. Come from where I come from, I definitely have a lot of struggles. And me just, me being the person I was before I got to Dort, I wasn't one to speak about my problems. I wasn't the one to go and reach out for help. I would try to do most things, try to handle most things by myself. But being on Dort's football team definitely helped me become more vulnerable. And the coaches have done so much for me, like so much. And I really do appreciate everything they've done for me in my life. My five years here, they've done so much that I can't even... I don't know. It's just so much they've done for me. Like, they've made me become a better man. They made me just for my future kids, my future wife, my future family. They make me think about them today. They make sure that the choices I make today will be positive impacts for them in the future and for myself. So I would say that's the biggest thing. I definitely did not have that mindset before I got here. And it's just coming to Dort and just Coach Nutt, honestly. He makes you grow up. Like, when you're under Coach Nutt's defense, even Coach Penner, they make you grow up. You have to grow up in this program. There's no more being a kid. There's no more uh, relying on your parents or anything of that nature, other friends, anything. It's all on you. You have to become a man. You have to be able to do things, step up and take responsibility for yourself. And I'll say that's probably the biggest thing that I have definitely took from them. You're listening to KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. I'm Christian Zylstra, your host of the Premier Communications Defender Coaches Show and the Defender Football Pregame Show. Thank you for joining us on the program here as we take a look now at our next guest, Joel Penner, the head coach of the Dort University football program, joining us here on the show. And I know it was a little while ago because you had a bye week last week, but Coach Penner, Let's start with the Morningside game. A couple Saturdays ago, Dort hosted the two-time defending NAI national champions. Down to the wire, the defenders fall up just short, 35-30. to 30. I know being a part of this program and just the way it's grown and the amount of time, effort, energy, and buy-in from these guys and from this coaching staff, what were just kind of the initial thoughts and reactions in the moment when the clock struck zero? Yeah, when I was in the moment trying to find the words for the guys. There's no manual for coaches, by the way, on uh, how to do that. <laughs> and I don't know that I would read it if there was because it's uh, it's one of those things you just really, you got to look your guys in the eye, you got to say a quick prayer and then and trust that the Lord will give you what you need at that moment. So I would say there was a, a strong measure of disappointment, um, without a doubt, to be that close to uh, that level of achievement. To see it, taste it, and then to see it vanish in a, in a heartbeat is yeah, it's just really really heartbreaking. Um, so that was that was a, a definite um, reality for our entire football team. But then with that, there was this sense of just enormous pride, you know, almost like a parent's pride in their kids when they watched them do something uh, that they knew they had poured their whole heart into and, and everything they had, and you know, our our coaches preparation and scheming and training of our players our our players dedication to the game plan and to all the nuances that that we focused on to get to a spot where we were in a position to win the game I mean they they just sold out to it and they did such a great job and 
so so proud of them and uh so it was both those things all at once and um i think that's that's part of coaching i you you um you never forget moments like that even even the ones that sting you say there's no manual i mean how do you balance a situation like that where you know it, it would be a, a massive win would be the biggest win in program history but at the same time just to be in that spot i, I mean a couple of years ago you know morning sides up 49 nothing in the first half you know last year they win was it 56 14 or 56 21 just being in that moment how do you balance kind of those moments of pain but those moments of what we have done has gotten us here and we are right there and we can compete with anybody well i think any coach any head coach is who's who's uh leading a program the right way is going to do his best to be the first to offer perspective right and uh, I'll tell you w one perspective that is not tolerated on our football team is the, the notion of moral victory. Um, and that's not to say we don't celebrate all the achievements of things that are happening. We, it's not like we're blind to the growth of the, of the program. It's not like we're discounting that. And, well, we didn't win, so it's not, it's not worth anything. No, it's not, that's not what we're saying at all. I think we're, we're going to be that, that team that says, let's just face it. This is really disappointing. Let's just put it out there. Like we, we had an opportunity and it fizzled away. Let's just face it and, and call it what it is. Um, but then let's be really quick to celebrate like, holy cow, we are, we're playing at not just a playoff level, but a deep playoff level. This is like a top five showdown kind of a game. I mean, that's what it was. And, and, uh, we don't have that ranking, but we play football like that week to week. It, it won't be long until it is. I don't know. I think I think you gotta you gotta use the look how close we are. You gotta say this should build confidence, right along with with the hurt our team. You know, you said it's um, the potential biggest win in program history, without a doubt. I think it could have been one of the most significant losses in program history, a loss that said we're close, we're almost there, and with a few more things going our way, we will be. Coach has got to give perspective. We got to have it ourselves first. That's the trick, right? You can't give what you don't have. So that's that's where we're at. I we, we've moved on really well. I know we'll get to that here, but our our players have done a tremendous job putting their nose back to the grindstone. Okay, what do we got to do this week? And and uh, that's where we're at. Coming off that game, you had the bye week. There's a cliche of saying it's always a good week for a bye week. Internally, the competitive side, I'm sure, in your guys, you want to get out there. You want to take it to the next level and just get another chance to play football does almost having that bye week force you to build that perspective and how can that make you better down the stretch here yeah i think it is strange to have this november bye right to have a week off right at the end of the season really but we would all had preferred to to play last saturday you know um, when you have a, a an emotional outpouring and a loss like that the, the the number one thing you want to do is get back on the horse we knew our guys needed to heal uh, physically, emotionally. We knew that this is a really busy time academically, and they had to buckle down. And so we we practiced really short on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and we gave them Thursday, Friday, Saturday off, and we didn't see them, you know, for four days. And so had a good week of practice this week. We're as healthy in November as I think we've ever been, which in a COVID year is remarkable. So I, I think they've done a great job healing and, and being rested we've had a lot of fun at practice we you know we had the snow during the week and and so we had christmas music playing and uh, guys were throwing snowballs and 
having sledding competitions, and we just made the most of our situation that we're in. Well, football is a fun game, and you have an opportunity to have some more fun this weekend against Hastings. Since this coaching staff came in, it's been a series that Dort has. The first couple matchups were pretty close. The last two have been decided by an average of 40 points. I know last year a school record 70 points scored. Defense is a little different this year for Hastings. On offense, they've had some explosive games and big plays. They've also had some games where they haven't had quite the production offensively. What do you see on tape as you prepare for this year's rendition of Hastings football? Yeah, it's a different uh, schematic team, and so we've spent very little time on previous film. We've also uh, been surprised when we play Hastings. They're going to come out and offensively run things that, oh, we have not seen that on film all year. Um, and, and so whether that's going to happen this, this season or not, this game or not, I, I have no idea. But uh, I think when we look at what, what is a great uh, dominant football game look like for us, for us to be our best, it's, it's really simple. We can't give up explosive plays. That's how they score. They don't typically drive and methodically uh, dissect the defense. They, they create an explosive play and get, you know, some call it cheap touchdowns. And so we, we cannot give that up. That requires us to play with tremendous discipline. Offensively, we have to we have to win the line of scrimmage. We have to not turn the ball over. Um, and then defensively, we got to force those long fields. If they're not an offense that can go methodically down the field on a long drive, usually, then the best thing we could do on special teams is to force the long fields. It's the last home game of the year. That means it's senior day. So no better time than to ask about this senior class. Obviously, a class that from day one, you know, you and your coaching staff were involved in getting these guys into the program, and they've been absolutely instrumental for helping get this program to where it is today. And Coach Nutt said earlier this week that you know you probably won't have a class <laughs> that's ever played as many reps as these guys, and the way they've they've just grown and improved. How important and how special were these seniors to you into this football program? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how to capture it with words. Imagine being the leader of a program and sitting in a living room of a high school senior who's highly decorated, talented, multiple opportunities, feeling like, man, we are a long shot for getting this kid, but casting a vision for what could be, and then they sign, right? And that that's so many of these guys, right? You talk about uh, some of our guys from Pella. We have some of our guys from Texas in this in this class, some of our local guys. Um, we, we sold them on on a vision that had almost no evidence, right? On it was all about what could be, and that's just that word faith comes comes to my mind with this class. They saw something that wasn't there. They bought in, and then they were the catalysts for making it happen. You know, just thinking about how many overtime wins these guys have had, how many close game one point wins, how many big comebacks have they been a part of, how many close fought to the end losses like like we had last week. You know. Man, this is a battle-tested group. They are going to be so unbelievably prepared for their futures, for their for their work in life, and their contribution to society, and work in God's kingdom, and, and fair, marriage and family. Like their their football experience here, this group is just they're just battle ready. And I, I just I just don't want them to leave. I want to grab them and say you're you're staying here forever. But I also want to see the great things that they're going to do when they leave. You talk about leaving the jersey in a better place, and, and this senior class has definitely done that. Coach Penner, always appreciate your time. Look forward to the uh, home season finale and the last couple games here this fall. Appreciate it, Christian. Thanks.
Thanks to Joel Penner for joining us on our Defender Football pregame show, as well as the Premier Communications Defender Coaches show. A lot of great stuff to say. A real interview where we got a lot of, you know, honest thoughts and feelings of what it was like just a couple weeks ago with the Defenders coming that close to ending Morningside's 34-game winning streak. As we look ahead to today, I know the Defenders are excited to get back on the field. They've been waiting for this moment. They've got some football today. The Dort University Defenders and the Hastings College Broncos. The Defenders 5-2 and two this year, Hastings 2-5. and five. Most recently, Hastings took on Northwestern last weekend. The Red Raiders were victorious on the road 62-10 over the Broncos. Hastings' two wins this season came back on uh, September 12, actually. The season opener, a 45-7 victory over Dakota Wesleyan. And on October 31, two weeks ago, a 34-7 victory at Jamestown. As Coach Mingo mentioned on the Premier Communications Defender Coaches Show today, and as Coach Penner mentioned here as well, Hastings has made some changes, a few schematic differences from last year to this year. But over the past two years, Dort is winning this series by an average of 40 points, including setting a school record 70 points in last year's victory on the road at Hastings, 70-28. to It was a big performance from Dort, and they're looking to replicate something like that again today. Now, 70 points really hard to replicate that. I mean, there's a reason that's a school record, but doesn't mean you can't replicate a win. It's a big opportunity for Dort. This coaching staff won its last four matchups with Hastings, 44-43 back in 2016. In 2017, it was a 30-23 double overtime victory over the Broncos on Defender Days. And then, as I mentioned, the past two years, 2018 and 2019, Dort winning by an average of 40 points. So the defenders will look to keep that going here today. I'm excited for it. Hopefully you are too. The final home game here in 2020, game number eight. It's Dort University hosting Hastings. Mike Biker is live at Open Space Park in Sioux Center. Let's toss it out to him. He'll get you set for today's kickoff between the defenders and the Broncos. And thank you very much, Christian Zalstras. We get sent for Dort football this afternoon. Dort University versus Hastings. Great Plains Athletic Conference football action. Glad to have you along with me on a brisk Saturday afternoon in Sioux Center, Iowa. Game time temperatures for those of you who aren't local. 38 degrees. Winds out of the southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Dort versus Hastings. Dort has won the last four meetings between these two teams, as Christian alluded to during the pregame show. And the Hastings Broncos, a team that stand 2-5 and five currently in the Great Plains Athletic Conference, while the defenders are 5-2. and two. We're in the home stretch of the football season. in the home stretch of the football season as the Dort Defenders into their final two weeks and uh, we did have some scheduling updates late yesterday and par for the course 2020 if you will COVID issues, a couple of games, one postponed on Thursday that was Concordia at Midland the other postponed late in the day yesterday, Donut Morningside don't know when those teams are scheduling uh, those contests to make it up. About the only date you have left in the fall will be the Saturday or Friday after Thanksgiving 
We will wait and see if those teams indeed reschedule to that date. There is also a contest happening that date already between Northwestern and Jamestown. Well, it's been a while since we talked to you from the football field. Two weeks, in fact. The last time we were on the field broadcasting, it was Dort versus Morningside. And the defenders coming up just short to perennial power Morningside. The defenders, a bye date. Not sure if that was such a good thing or not. You kind of like to stay in a rhythm. But for the defenders, they did have some players banged up. We will see if the week off did some good for uh, Levi Jungling and Carter Skibout, thinking of those two in particular, that they were slowed by injuries and just in general, some healing that needed to take place for some Dort players. Hastings won the coin toss. They have elected to defer to the second half, while the defenders will receive the opening kickoff. And the defenders will be moving from my right to my left. They will be moving from south to north, if you're familiar with Open Space Park. And as I gave you the weather weather conditions earlier today, the defenders will be with the wind to start this contest. I thought the sun was going to peek through just moments ago, and then it went and hid behind the clouds again. Not sure if we will have sunshine before the day is over. It is a brisk day. Winds are going to be a factor in terms of the kicking game. We'll probably see it on kickoffs and on punts, most notably. The defenders in their black jerseys, gold numbers, and they've got the gold stripe down the leg, while the Hastings Broncos have white jersey top, white pants, red stripe down the leg, and they've got their red numbers. They've got the horseshoe on the helmet, Hastings Broncos, while the Dort defenders have the Dort University institutional logo on their black matte-finished helmets. Hastings getting set to tee it up, and we are just about set for football here this afternoon. For the defenders, back deep, Abe stays and Levi Jungling, so that gives you an idea. idea. Levi Jungling is feeling a little bit better. He'll be returning kicks here this afternoon. At least he is back right now, along with Abe Stays. Hastings kicking off in the form of Jason Bockley. And the kick is taken by Jungling at the 15. He's to the 20, stutter step to the 22, shakes a tackle, still on his feet, and he's going to be snowed under at the 23-yard line. And that is where Dort will begin their drive. First down and 10 for the defenders at their own 23-yard line. This is KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, KDCR885.com. We recognized 14 seniors before the contest this afternoon as well. One of those seniors getting the starting nod here this afternoon. That's Charlie Young lining up at running back alongside Noah Clayberg. Clayberg back to pass. Clayberg pass complete to Jungling. Jungling about a five-yard pickup on the play. It'll be second down and five. Both Jungling and Eli Bolden stacked up on the near side, and the pass was complete to Jungling. Dort goes to a power eye formation or power pistol, if you will. Now they motion Jungling out of the backfield. They hand it off to Charlie Young. Young straight ahead carry for three yards on the play. It's going to be third down and less than a yard. Third and less than a yard for the defenders. So Charlie Young, the senior, gets the opening rushing play 
Four down lineman for the Hastings Broncos. Clayberg back to pass. And he skips it over to Heisman. Jaden Heisman unable to make the pass catch. And Dort facing now third down and short at their own 32-yard line. And the defenders will send the punt team onto the field. So the clock stops on the incomplete pass. And Dort will give the ball back to Hastings immediately. Dort's drive stalling out at the 32-yard line. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. Blade Coons on to punt. Coons, freshman from Van Meter. All takes a skip and fielded at the 20-yard line by Hastings. Hastings on the return and running it back for the Broncos. That was Titus Clay. So Titus Clay with the return. And Hastings will send their offense onto the field for the first time this afternoon. Your quarterback will be Johnny Zamora. Zamora, 5'8", 190 pounds from San Antonio, California. 66 of 119 passing for 724 yards, four touchdowns, and three interceptions. Running back is Brett Simonson in the backfield with him. And Johnny Zamora in the pistol pitches it over to Simonson and Simonson is dropped immediately Josh Morazic another one of those seniors we recognized before play today and that'll bring up second down and 12 second and 12 second down and 12 a loss of two on the play for the Broncos and Dort with their down lineman you've got Jake Bukeman David Kakmarinski Jessup Leakey Colin Ostenick He's an upright defensive end. Handoff, and not much there again. Another tackle by Morazic. And stopped immediately was Brett Simonson. Simonson, the leading ground gainer in the lineup today for the Broncos. 337 yards. 3.6 yards per carry. He struggles back to the line of scrimmage. It's going to be third down and 10. Leading rusher for Hastings, Tyree Nesmith, is not playing today. He did not play last week either in a loss to Northwestern. So it's third down and ten. Zamora. Zamora trying to draw the Dort defense off. Snap is short. Picked up by Zamora. Zamora chased down by Stays and Stays with the quarterback sack. Tackle for a loss. I'm going to assume he was rolling out to pass as he was rolling to the left. Dropped for a five-yard loss on the play by Stays, and that will bring Dort's punt return team onto the field. Let's see where Nathan Cabanga was able to field this one at. Bockley is on to punt. Bockley averaging 36.7 yards per punt. 12-18 left to play here in the first half, first quarter, that is. We're scoreless, Dort and Hastings. Snap back to Bockley. Bockley, a line drive kick. Cabongo, fair catch called for at the 48-yard line, and that is where Dort will start first down and 10 at their own 48-yard line. This is KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. Coming up later today, Dort basketball as well following this afternoon's football contest. Christian Zalstra is in Fremont, Nebraska for that game. First and 10. Dort at their own 49-yard line. Noah Clayberg, your quarterback. Clayberg's going to run option, and he keeps it himself, has a seam, and he has tripped up at the 47-yard line. Tackle made by Hastings, and that's a player we didn't plan on seeing today. Not listed on the 2D. 
And two deeps at this time of the year become more and more fluid. That's Trevin Hinton on the tackle. Hand off to Skibout. Skibout the ball carrier. And Skibout picks up four yards on the play. It's going to set up a third down and two situation for the defenders. In Hastings territory at the 43-yard line. Now I would assume Dort is in four-down territory here simply because you're in that no-man's land. So let's see what their play call here is on third down and two. They need the 41. That's the yard of... Yard line to gain, and that's a first down for the defenders. And Carter Skibout, Skibout, straight ahead carry, 11-13 left to play in the first quarter. Carter Skibout battling an ankle injury earlier this season. Has over 550 yards of rushing offense this year. It's first and 10 for the defenders at the 40, a new set of downs to work with. Hand off to Skibout, Skibout up the middle, and Skibout picks up two yards on the play. Hastings really committing to stopping the run. They've got seven and eight players in the box consistently. See if the Dort offensive line can get anything going for that running attack. Second down and eight. Jungling in motion left to right. He's going to line up in the slot on the far side. Hand off. No. Clayberg's going to roll right. Clayberg pass complete to Jungling. Jungling knocked out of bounds near the first down marker. He's going to be short by about a yard. So a pickup of six on the play. It's going to be third down and one. Third and one saw already the third third down conversion attempt for Dort here this afternoon. Third down and one. Clayberg, your quarterback. Noah gets the snap, fakes the handoff, flares it out to the far side to Jaden Heisman, and Jaden Heisman picks up four yards on the play. It's going to be first down. So first down on the play, Dort methodically working it down the field in Hastings territory. This all started with a punt that Dort was able to get a defensive stop, forcing Hastings to punt into the wind. Nathan Cabongo fielded it near midfield, and Dort is on the march. Hand off to Skibout. Skibout picks up two yards on the play. It's going to be second down and eight. Dort with a football at the 25-yard line. Dort methodically working their way down the field. Five minutes gone in this contest. We are scoreless between Dort and Hastings. Clayberg is going to run option to the near side. Has a seam. He's to the 20. Turns the corner 15-10-5. And into the end zone. Touchdown defenders. Scanning the field for any flags. I don't see any. That play will stand. It's a 25-yard touchdown run by the junior from Pella, Iowa. And for Noah Clayberg, he continues to inch his way closer to 1,000 yards rushing this season. That's his 14th touchdown on the ground this year. And on to attempt the extra point is Brett Zachman. Zachman on to attempt the point after. Zachman this year, 29 of 34. So this is his 35th attempt of the year. Zachman, a sophomore from Leesburg, Florida. Snap is down. Kick is up. Blade Coons, nice snag to get that ball down. And Zachman splits the uprights, and the defenders lead 7-0. 7-0 our score. Back with more after this. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR. Brett Zachman, the kickoff, and that'll go through the end zone into the snowbank on the north end of the open space park field. No return. Zachman... Does his job. Knocks it through the end zone. No return for the Broncos. 
And the Broncos will start this drive first down and 10 at their own 25-yard line. Dort leading 7-0, and the Broncos with their second offensive series. Johnny Zamora still your quarterback. Jacob Sharp lines up at tight end for the Broncos. Now they'll back him off of the line of scrimmage. Dort's defense shifts, and we have movement. And we have a false start against Hastings. This will be a five-yard penalty against the Broncos. And it'll be first down and 15 for the Broncos. Broncos in those clean white jerseys, white pants, going with the all-white look. Dort going all black. Near side, Mino Jones lining up as a cornerback. Abe Staves creeping down from safety. Actually might be an outside linebacker there for Staves today. He lines up opposite the slot, and we have movement again. Was it a Hastings player again? It was. It's going to be first and 20. Hastings pleading their case on the sideline. And this one going the wrong way for the Broncos. It'll be first down and 20. An offensively challenged team to begin with, averaging 171 yards rushing, 199 yards passing, 23 points per game. Their season high was 45 points against Dakota Wesleyan. That was early in the season, one of their two wins. Handoff Simonson, and Simonson, still on his feet, struggles forward, picks up five yards on the play. No, beg your pardon, only picks up two yards on the play. I thought he was out near the 20, and that was actually the 15. He got that... Handoff deep in the backfield. It's going to be second down and 18. Second and 18, nine minutes remaining. First quarter of play, Dort leading 7 to nothing. 7 to nothing. our score. Not a bad crowd on hand for today's chilly contest. And the snap back to Zamora. Zamora to the far side, and it's broken up by Cabongo, intended for Stenhouse. And Nathan Cabongo plays the ball and knocks it away. It'll be third down. Third down as Cabongo matched up with Stenhouse. Stenhouse, 31 catches this season. Broncos now facing third down and 18. They need the 35-yard line for a first down. Dort bringing the safety, Zade Nicholson, all the way down to the 25-yard line. Flattening out the defense, Dort brings pressure. Zamora steps up, throws, pass is incomplete. Intended on the play for Brenton Bell. And the defenders should get the ball back in good field position with Hastings kicking into the wind. Punt on the way with 8.50 left to play in the first quarter. Dort leading 7-0. Nathan Cabongo will get the ball. He'll station himself at the Hastings 45-yard line. Line of scrimmage right now is the uh, 17 or 16 or 17 yard line, depending on if you're an optimist or not. Jason Bockley to punt, fields it. Line drive kick taken by Cabongo. He calls for a fair catch at the 44 yard line. And Cabongo sets up Dort in great field position, not trying to do too much. And the Dort offense, after a 51 yard drive, to start the scoring, will now start with a football 44 yards away from the end zone. Anthony Trojan in the ball game now for the defenders. Charlie Young also in the backfield. 
Noah Clayberg is your quarterback. Noah, he's going to run to the left, has a convoy of blockers, turns the corner, he could go. Stops, dodges one tackler down to the 10-yard line. Stopped on a dime at the 15. One tackler, would-be tackler, went by. And then he's finally brought down by Audrey Dixon. And the Broncos... Broncos giving up a 30-yard run, 30-plus yard run to start this drive. Hand off Anthony Trojan. Trojan darting inside. And Anthony on the second effort picks up about four yards on the play. It's going to be second down. Second down. Football marked at the seven-yard line. So a five-yard pickup on the play. It'll be second and five. Lining up in the backfield, Lucas Warner. They hand it off to Trojan again. Trojan untouched into the end zone. A gaping hole on the left side of the line. And the defenders take a 13-0 lead with 7.51 left to play in the first quarter. On to attempt the point after try is Brett Zachman. So Dort's defense limiting Hastings. And the touchdown for Anthony Trojan. And on to attempt the point after is Brett Zachman. Zachman says he's ready. Blade Coons gets the snap, puts it down. It's up. And through. And the defenders have a 14 to nothing lead. 14 to nothing our score. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Back with more from Open Space Park right after this. Well, Dort off to the races. They didn't move the ball well on their first set of downs. Had to punt it away. But since then, it's been all defenders. Dort leading 14 to nothing, and the Hastings Broncos will take over as Brett Zachman kicks it through the end zone again. Another touchback, and the defenders first down and 10 at their own 25-yard line. Jalen Placide in at... Safety for the defenders, Quentin Murphy, one of those seniors recognized before the contest, also on the field. Turn, hand, the running back, Brett Simonson. And not much there for Simonson. Maybe picks up a yard on the play. It's going to be second down and long. Second and long for the defenders. Morazic in on the tackle for Dort. Morazic, middle linebacker. Brayton Van Kickerick's also lining up in uh, linebacker core for the defenders. Abe stays. Will slide over and pick up a receiver in the slot. Morazic also looks like he's in pass coverage now. They hand it off to Simonson. And Simonson, five-yard pickup on the play to the 31-yard line. So Morazic had to uh, come over to the near side, place pass defense. Once he identified it was a run, was able to come over and make the stop. So Simonson, a five-yard pickup on the play. It's going to be third down and four. Hastings trying for their first first down of the day. This is their second possession. They've got it. Third down and four at their own 31-yard line. Zamora directing Simonson on where he wants him to line up. He's on his right shoulder now. Inside handoff to Simonson. Simonson has a first down and is brought down on the play by Murphy. Murphy. Makes the stop at the 44-yard line. So that's a 13-yard pickup on the play. And it'll be first down for the Broncos. 
So Hastings with their first first down of the day. They've got it at their own 44-yard line. Murphy, the safety, making the tackle. Mino Jones on the far side, cornerback for the defenders. He's matched up against Sam Marsh. Zamora trying to engineer a drive here, at least flip the field and force Dort a little longer field to traverse. Simonson, the carry, picks up three on the play, submarined by Jalen Placide. It'll be second down and seven. Second down and seven. Football at the 46. Stenhouse to the near side along with Brenton Bell for Hastings. Zamora in the pistol. And he hands off to Simonson. They're content to keep it on the ground and Simonson maybe picks up two or three yards on the play. It's going to be third down. Third down and five for the Broncos at their own 48-yard line, trailing 14 to nothing. So third down and five. Football at the 48. Yard line to gain the first down is the Dort 47. Send receivers over to the near side. Sam Marsh. Zamora. Is your quarterback. Pitches it over to Simonson. Simonson gets away from Van Kickericks momentarily. And did he pick up the first down? Looks like he did by about a half a yard. He needed the Dort 47. He got to the 46. And that's a, Dort, that's a Hastings first down. So first down for the Broncos. David Kakmarinski checking out of the football game. Checking in. For the defenders, Max Kolb, a senior on the Dort roster. First down and 10. 425 left to play, first quarter. Dort leading, 14 to nothing. Hastings putting a drive together. They're at the Dort 46. Inside handoff, in between the tackles, running is Malik Thorpe. And Thorpe darts his way forward, picks up five yards on the play. It'll be second down and five at the Dort 41-yard line. So Thorpe with his first carry of the day. Jessup Leakey in on the tackle. Second down and five for the Broncos. Zamora with Thorpe in the backfield with him. Not much in way of numbers on Malik Thorpe so far this season. They turn, hand off to Thorpe. Thorpe, the ball carrier. Thorpe picks up six yards on the play. The 5'4", 160-pound junior from Denver, Colorado, gives Hastings another first down, down to the 35-yard line. Well, now it's time for the defenders to make a stop. Sam Andrews checks into the ball game. Jake Buchelman will check out. David Kakmarinski also in the football game. First down and 10 at the 35-yard line. Hastings manufacturing a drive here with 3.17 left to play in the first quarter. Dort leading 14 to nothing. Hastings with their third possession. Handoff Simonson, and Simonson is stood up immediately. He is met by Josh Morazic. Also on the tackle, Andrews forcing him back, and Brayton Van Kickericks in on the play as well for the defenders. It'll be second down and 10. Second and ten. 
So Sam Andrews. Josh Morazic there initially. Simonson has taken some punishment every time he's gotten the football. The Sutton, Nebraska native. It'll be second down and 10 at the Dort 35. Dort showing pressure. Now they shift. They hand it off to Simonson. Simonson, not much there. Picks up one on the play. Another tackle by Jessup Leakey. Leakey, the sophomore from Independence, Missouri. 6'2", 265, making the tackle. It's going to be third down and nine. Be shocked if Hastings isn't in four-down territory here with 2.10 remaining in the first quarter. They're stuck in no man's land, and they're moving into the wind as well, although it does look like the wind has died down somewhat here at Open Space Park in Sioux Center. Third down and nine. Simonson is the running back. Zamora is your quarterback. Hastings has not been willing to pass the ball much here on this drive. In fact, they have not thrown the ball. They hand it off straight up the middle, and there's nothing there for Simonson. Van Kickerick's in on the tackle. Also there for the defenders, Colton Vanderberg. It'll be fourth down and nine. Fourth and nine, and the Broncos, well, I thought they might go for it here. Not a lot to gain in terms of yardage. Well, they're going to try a field goal. A field goal into the wind from 51 yards. Bockley has a long of 45 this year. Puts his foot into it, and that one's going to come up well short. The defenders will take over first down and 10 at their own 34-yard line. Well, that's an interesting play. What if the defenders had slid a safety back? Might want to file that one away. Defenders may have been able to slide a safety back there and return that field goal attempt as that was well short. It'll be first and 10 for the defenders after the field goal try from 51 yards. 109 remaining in the first quarter. Dort leading 7 to nothing. Ethan Thomas in the football game. Ethan is going to run option to the near side, trying to get to the corner and does. Turns the corner and picks up three yards on the play. Make it four. He's out to the 38-yard line. It'll be second down and six. Second and six for the defenders. So Ethan Thomas on the fourth possession of the day for the defenders getting into play. Ethan, a sophomore from Fort Worth, Texas, 5'10", 195. Hands it off to Sonderman. Sonderman, the ball carrier. Michael Sonderman gets the call for the first time today. That's a three-yard pickup on the play. It's going to be third down and three. And we will have to run one more play here in the quarter. So Dort facing third down and three. Ethan Thomas up to the line of scrimmage, talking to his lineman. Now he'll retreat into the pistol, and we have, I think Dort might have gotten a free first down. Hastings, a little jittery on the defensive line. And if this is against the Hastings Broncos, it'll be a first down. Hastings, not very disciplined on the offensive and defensive lines so far. That is the third penalty against the Broncos of the five-yard variety. And it'll be Dort football first and ten now at the Hastings, forty. Uh, pardon me, at their own 46-yard line. Nine seconds on the game clock here in the first quarter. Thomas turns, fakes the handoff. 
pitches over to Sonderman and it's on the ground and Dort has turned it over on the first on the last play of the first quarter. Hastings recovers the fumble and it'll be Hastings football when we start the second quarter of play. Our score: Dort fourteen, Hastings zero at their own at the uh, Dort forty-one yard line when we resume play. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. Back with more second quarter right after this. Hastings football as we start the second quarter of play. Now they fumble it and Dort gets it right back. Fumble on the handoff. So no harm, harm, no foul. Johnny Zamora fumbles on the handoff. And it'll be Dort football. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. So the teams swap turnovers on consecutive plays. Abe stays. Johnny on the spot, the freshman from Mountain Lake, Minnesota, has steadily gotten more comfortable throughout the course of this season. Noah Clayberg empties the backfield. First and ten for the defenders, into the win. Pass complete to Jungling. Jungling falls forward to the 47-yard line. And that'll set up second down. That'll set up second down and four. For the defenders in the first quarter of play, 92 yards of offense. Hastings, 37. Time of possession, uh, not accurate, so we won't go into that. Second down and four. Back to pass. Pass is complete to Eli Bolden. Bolden. Stopped at the 45-yard line. No, the 46. Boy, they didn't give him much there. It's going to be third down and two. Eli Bolden, a Harlan, Iowa native, actually played for Harlan, the Harlan Cyclones. Harlan and Boydenhall Rock Valley playing in the state semifinals this past week. Harlan getting the better of the Nighthawks with the keeper by Noah Clayberg. Clayberg. Directing his blocker out to the 40-yard line. And we have a player hurt on the play for the Broncos. Struggling to his feet is Hastings' Savan Roberson. Roberson, a sophomore from Houston, Texas, will trot off of the field under his own power. Dort leading 14 to nothing and looking to build on that lead. Noah Clayberg already with 62 yards rushing this afternoon. Clayberg engineered two scoring drives already. Clayberg back to pass. He's going to float one up over the middle. He's got jungling. Jungling stretches out, makes the grab inside the 10 down to the 9-yard line. And the defenders with a first down, a 30-yard pass completion from Clayberg to Jungling. The Pella connection working again. And the defenders with it first down and goal to go inside the 10 at the 9. Dort looking to add to their 14 to nothing lead. Nearside Jungling in the slot along with Jaden Heisman. Handoff to Skibout. Skibout picks up a yard on the play. It'll be second down and goal to go at the 8. Second down and goal to go at the 8. Clayberg up to the line of scrimmage. Directing his lineman. Has Skibout behind him in the pistol. 
Back rolling left is Clayberg. Clayberg a wide open. Levi Junkling, he gets his feet down. Touchdown defenders on the pass completion to Junkling. That's his fifth touchdown grab of the year. He's got over 50 catches as well this season. And the defenders take a 20 to nothing lead in this Hastings College group. They are a dejected group right now. Looks like a crew that wants the season to be finished. And the defenders with a 20 to nothing lead already. Blade Coons will be putting the snap down. Point after try on the way for Brett Zachman. Zachman's third point after try is up and good. And Zachman makes it 21 to nothing. 21 nothing our score. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. We'll be back with more right after this. Brett Zachman on to attempt, well, on to kick off, beg your pardon. End over end kick, fielded at the 10, out to the 15, to the 20, to the 25, running east and west, and spun down at the 30-yard line. Nice open field tackle by Murphy, and we've got a flag on the play as well on the return by Hastings. And I think that might be Stenhouse who had the return. They're talking things over. The flag is at the 26-yard line. This one might be coming back. Well, not sure if you got Randy Hagedorn's explanation, but that was a personal foul penalty, 15-yard variety against Hastings. Number seven for the Broncos, whistled for, and the flag thrown against Josh Stansel, hitting a defenseless player. And so the Broncos will start this drive at their own 15. First and 10 for the Broncos at their 15. Broncos have not helped themselves with penalties here this afternoon. At four, uh, three five-yarders, and now a 15-yard penalty. Zamora turns, hands, and darting into the open field, and running back with it. Chased down from behind will be Malik Thorpe, but now a fumble, and they're going to rule him down. Jalen Placide picked it up, and they say that the ball carrier was down inside the 20 at the 16, but the ball came out. And the defender, so a long run by Thorpe, and Thorpe able to break into the open. And now the Broncos have tipped the field, if you will. They've got it first down and 10 at the 16 with 12.22 left to play in the first half. So maybe that's the spark that the Broncos need on that carry by Thorpe. Thorpe darting into the open field and Once he got there, he had a feeling he was going to get chased down from behind. It's just a matter of how far he could get, and he got to the 16. Simonson, Zamora, looks like a botched play. Zamora works his way forward and loses two yards on the play. It'll be second down and 12. Mrazek on the tackle. It'll be second down and 12. So Thorpe back onto the field. He's been more effective so far today than Brett Simonson. 
Thorpe will station himself about eight yards deep. Three yards behind the quarterback, Zamora. Zamora turns, hands, gives to Thorpe. Thorpe, nothing there. And the defenders starting to key on Thorpe a little bit more. That's Mrazek with another tackle. Mrazek, a tackle machine here this afternoon. It's going to be third down. 21-0, Dort leading. 11-18 left to play here in the first half. Broncos taking their time, getting the play in from the sideline. Dort with some personnel changes as well. Sipma is off the field. They'll send Placide back in. It's third down and 12. Thorpe is in the backfield. He's on the left shoulder of Johnny Zamora. Back to pass is Zamora. Zamora under pressure. Hit by Mrazic. And the pass is broken up by the defenders. Abraham stays and Zamora leveled as he made that pass and Mrazic put his shoulder into the sternum of Zamora and Zamora picks himself up quickly helped to the sideline and now Jason Bockley on to attempt his second field goal of the day this will be a 36 yarder snap is down kick is up and the kick is pushed wide right and the Dort defense comes up with a stop. It'll be Dort football, first down and 10. So a couple of missed field goals by the Broncos so far today. Checking the sideline, seeing where Johnny Zamora is because he's going to feel that hit from Josh Morazic. Haven't picked out number three yet. So he was rolling left and he was completely exposed. It'll be first and 10 for the defenders at their own 20-yard line. 21-0, defenders leading, 10-43 left to play here in the first half. Clayberg, the ball carrier, and Noah Clayberg struggles forward for five yards, and that's what he does so well. When you think he's going to be hemmed in for one or two, he ends up with five or six. Second down and five for the defenders at their own 25-yard line. Hand off, Charlie Young, Young the ball carrier, and Charlie Young. Nine-yard gain on the play for the senior from Colorado Springs. It'll be a first down for the defenders at their own 34-yard line. Charlie Young this year entering play, 57 yards on the ground. Hand off again to Charlie, and Charlie picks up four yards on the play. It'll be second down and six. Second down and six for the defenders at their own 38-yard line. So four-yard pickup on the play for Young. Noah Clayberg in it, quarterback for the defenders. Levi Jungling to the near side. Fake the handoff, and there goes Noah. He's to the 40, 45-50, turns the corner, 40, and steps out of bounds at the 34-yard line. So for Clayberg, that is a 28-yard pickup on the play. Noah already near 100 yards rushing today. It'll be first and 10 for the defenders at the 33-yard line. Noah Clayberg near side. He's got jungling actually to the near side. Now we've got movement on the line of scrimmage. 
I believe this one's going to be against Hastings. Offsides against the Broncos. And the defenders will have it first down and 10. Pardon me, first and five now at the 28. Defenders have had to dodge some bullets, but they've been able to do so so far today. First and five at the Hastings 28. Charlie Young is your running back. Fake the handoff to Charlie. Back to pass is Clayberg. Clayberg floats it up, and that's another touchdown for Levi Jungling. Jungling on the receiving end of the 28-yard strike from Clayberg. That's the second catch of the day for Jungling for a touchdown. And is his sixth of the season. And on to attempt the point after is Brett Zachman to try and make it 28 to nothing with 8.58 left to play here in the first half. Blade Coons again holding. Zachman, the sophomore. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is good. And Brett Zachman. Four for four today, 33 of 38 this season. And the defenders rolling. They're up 28-0 with 8.58 remaining. Back with the more after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR. To jungling. Here's a return by the Broncos and spun down at the 36-yard line. And on that return for the Broncos, double-checking there. Two deep, kick returner, that is Stenhouse. Stenhouse on the return. It'll be first and ten for the Broncos at their own 36. We do have some scores to pass along to you. We'll do that after this play. Back in at quarterback for the Broncos is Zamora. Zamora turns, hands it off. And not much there for the Broncos. And that's a new player in for Hastings. Number 29 for the Broncos. And that is Marcus Rice. Evidently an emergency running back listed as a defensive back. Now we've got a player for Hastings shaking, shaken up. He will walk off of the field. That's an offensive lineman for the Broncos. Robert Lewis, freshman from Houston, helped off of the field. Elsewhere today, Northwestern leads Briarcliff 21-7. And it is Dakota Wesleyan leading Jamestown in Jamestown, or at Jamestown, 14-3. And they hand it off again, and there's nothing there in Dort to play to strip the football. Brayton Van Kickerick's on the tackle. It's a loss of three on the play, and that'll set up third down and 13, and we've got another offensive lineman down for the Broncos. That check of your scoreboard made possible by Fairway Meat and Grocery in Sioux Center, best at fresh, serving the community since 1991. There's 8.07 left to play in the first quarter, in the first half. Dort leads 28 2-0. Players shaken up for the Broncos. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR. 28 to nothing. Dort leading. It'll be third down and 13 for the Broncos. And uh, if you have an offensive lineman go down, obviously your left tackle, very important. But equally important and can really cause problems, your center, and that is who was shaken up for the Broncos. So we'll see if he's able to return. 
They bring in a new center for the Broncos. That is number 57. And that's the kind of stuff that will give offensive coaches gray hair. Inserting a center. Midway through a quarter. Middle of a drive. Back to pass. Is Zamora. Zamora scrambling. Zamora stops at the 40. Stutter step. And wordy step out of bounds. Right at the first down marker. Conveniently a first down. First down for the Broncos at the 46-yard line. So Zamora was able to scramble and pick up the first down. It'll be first and 10. He needed 13. He got exactly that. So third, first down and 10 for the Broncos as they convert on the third down try. Riley Ossendorf will come to the near side for the Broncos, matched up with by Mino Jones. First and 10 for Hastings. Zamora hands it off. Simonson, Simonson tripped up at the 47-yard line, falls forward to the 48. It'll be second down and two. Pardon me, second down and eight, a gain of two on the play. So second and eight. Dort leading 28-0 past the midpoint of the second quarter. Up to the line of scrimmage, Hastings. Zamora. Zamora. Claps. Gets the ball. Hands it off Simonson. Simonson dragged down from behind by Colin Ostenay. That's a gain of six on the play. It's going to be third down and two. Third and two, and we've got a player hurt for the defenders. Can't make shout who that is. And scanning the field. Can't readily recognize who is missing from the lineup. Chris Fagerness out to assess the situation, and it looks like the left leg of the player who is shaken up. So it'll be third down and two when we resume play. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Jake Buechelman shaken up on the play. They were looking at his left leg, a senior from Ripon, California, six foot, 280 pounds. A couple players come off of the sideline to help him, and he says, I got this. Walks off the field under his own power, but he'll be assessed further on the sideline. Third down and two for the Broncos. Fumble, and that's not going to be enough for a first down, obviously. It's going to be a loss on the play of a couple of yards. And the uh, defenders actually recover the fumble. Coming away with it, Sam Andrews. Sam Andrews falls on top of it. The 5'11", 250-pound sophomore from Huxley, Iowa, comes away with it. It'll be first down and 10 for the defenders at their own 48-yard line. I believe we've got Ethan Thomas back into the game. Talking with Aaron Mingo before the contest. Offensive coordinator for Dort. He said, we want to get Ethan Thomas into the game today. We want him to feel comfortable running quarterback. Played a few games early in the year. And then uh, they elected to sit him down for a couple of them. And this is a designed run for Thomas. Thomas trying to get to the edge. She turns the corner. Picks up maybe a couple of yards on the play. Picks up three. It'll be second down and seven. Second and seven. 
as he steps out of bounds in Hastings territory at the 49-yard line. It'll be second down and seven. Levi jungling to the near side for the defenders. Handed off, Charlie Young. Young, the running back, out to the 43-yard line. But we've got a flag on the play, and I believe we had a player that may have lined up offsides. Randy Hagedorn. And they say five men were in the backfield. And Coach Joel Penner can't read his lips because he's got his back to me, but he's got both hands outstretched asking for an explanation. Rafi Carr lines up in the slot to the near side. Levi Jungling also on the near side. And Jaden Heisman to the far side. Lining up at the numbers, Ethan Thomas pitches it, gets it over to Charlie Young. Young up the sideline, picks up the first down. So Ethan Thomas, Dort had a miscue on a play similar to that earlier in the ball game, but uh, Ethan Thomas goes right back to running the option. And Thomas pitches to Young. Young more than enough for a first down. Charlie Young is going to get some carries today on senior day. First and 10 for the defenders at the 38-yard line. Ethan Thomas turns, hands, gives to Charlie, and Charlie is driven backwards by the Broncos' Brenton Bell. Maybe picked up one on the play. It'll be second down and nine. Second down and nine. Let's see if the defenders can get something going with this unit. Offensive line, see if they can get a push up front. Second down and nine, 28-0, Dort leading. Ethan Thomas back to pass, pump fake. He's got a man wide open. That's Rafi Carr at the 10, pushed down at the 5. The pump fake and the cornerback bit. Rafi Carr just kept going up the left sideline. And Raphael Carr on the receiving end of that aerial from Ethan Thomas. Carr this year, that's his ninth catch, averaging well over 12 yards per catch. Into Hastings territory down to the 10-yard line. It's first and goal to go from the 10. Dort can't pick up a first down without getting into the end zone. Ethan Thomas bullying his way forward. Left side of the line. More than enough for a first down. That's a pickup. Uh, pardon me. That's some, a gain of six on the play. Right after I just get done saying Dort can't pick up a first down without getting into the end zone. It'll be second down and goal to go at the four. 4.15 remaining. First quarter. Uh, pardon me. First half. Dort leading 28-0. to zero. Anthony Trojan is in the ball game. Dort's going to go with a heavy lineup. Got Hayden Large on the field. Watch him, that tight end on the right side. He's become a safety blanket of sort. Handoff, Trojan. Trojan running right side of the line. Second effort into the end zone. Touchdown defenders, Anthony Trojan with the touchdown. And the defenders lead it now 34-0. to 34 to nothing. our score. Cannon shot just a little bit late, waiting for the official's indication. Dort leading, 34-0, and another point after try on the way for Brett Zachman. Zachman will kick it out of the hold of Blade Coons. Zachman, last year, I think he was 10-for-10 against the Broncos on point after tries. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is good. And the defenders lead it 35 to nothing with 3.54 left to go in the first half. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Back with more after this. 
Bell on the return out to the 26-yard line. Got it at the 10. Ran to the far sideline. Gained about 15, 16 yards on the return. It'll be first and 10 for the Broncos at their own 26-yard line. Dort leading 35 to nothing at halftime as we approach halftime. Broncos with it. Zamora pitches. Simonson, nothing there. Simonson has not been able to get anything going on the ground here today. The 5'8", 190-pound sophomore from Sutton. It's been tough going for him. It'll be second down and 14 for the Broncos. They're at their own 22-yard line. Zamora. Zamora in the pistol. Has a running back behind him. That's Simonson. Wind at the back of the Broncos. Turn, hand give to Simonson. And Simonson maybe gets a yard on the play. It's going to be third down and long. Third and at least 11, probably 12. Three minutes left to go in the half. So the Broncos deep in their own territory at their own 23. Coming up at halftime, our Where Are They Now segment for today. And that will be Jenna Van Dong, former volleyball and softball player at Dort University, then college. Third down and 13. Broncos didn't gain anything on the last play. They hand it off to Simonson. Simonson, the ball carrier. And Simonson is knocked down short of the first down at their own 34-yard line. And the Broncos now need to make a decision. Facing fourth down and two. At their own 34, down 35 to nothing, 2.15 remaining in the half, and they're going to send the punt unit onto the field. They'll be kicking with the wind at their back. This will be Jason Bockley. Nathan Cabongo is going to set up shop at about his own 33-yard line. So it'll be fourth down and short. Broncos are going to punt. At least they send the punt unit onto the field. Watching for the fake. They won't fake. Cabongo driven back to the 22-yard line. To the 25, to the 30. Breaks a tackle. He's into the open field. 50 to the 45-40. Brought down at the 37-yard line. And Nathan Cabongo on the return. Thought he was going to take it all the way back. He is brought down, though, at the 37-yard line and sets up Dort in tremendous field position. So Nathan Cabongo on the return out to the 38-yard line of the Hastings Broncos, and Dort will have it with 96 seconds left to go in the half. Noah Clayberg is your quarterback. Carter Skibout, your running back. Jaden Heisman to the near side. Three receivers to the far side of the field. Back to pass, Clayberg. Clayberg under pressure. Breaks a tackle, he's in the open field, look out. 30, 20, gets a block, 10, and tripped up at the 10-yard line. A block down the field, and did we have a flag on the play? We did not. Who threw that block? That was Hayden Large. Tight end, got engaged with a wide receiver. So first and goal to go for the defenders at the nine. And when the play breaks down, you don't want Noah Clayberg in the open field if you're the defense. And Clayberg 
Takes it all the way down inside the 10, down to the 9 before he was tripped up on the play. Handoff, Skibout, Carter Skibout, straight ahead carry to the 6. It'll be second down and goal to go as we approach a minute left to go in the first half. It's been all defenders in this one. Hastings had a couple of field goal tries, but uh, came up with a pair of misses. One of them a desperation try of 51 yards. Never really had a chance. Clayberg. Two players in the backfield. Send Jungling in motion. Fake the handoff to Jungling. Straight up the middle is Clayberg. Clayberg runs over a linebacker into the end zone. Touchdown defenders. That is a six-yard carry for Noah Clayberg. A touchdown for the defenders. And Dort will send the point after the kicking team onto the field. Brett Zachman will attempt his sixth point after try this afternoon. Blade Coons will hold. And the snap is down. Kick is up. Zachman splits the uprights. And the defenders lead 42 to nothing with 44 seconds left to go in the half. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Back with more in a moment. Well, the Dort defenders cashing in on a short field set up by a punt return from Nathan Cabongo. And the defenders lead 42 to nothing as we approach halftime. Brett Zachman is on to kick. And the Broncos send Stenhouse and Bell back deep. This one will be taken by Stenhouse at the 9. He's to the 20. Coming to the near side, near the uh, Sioux Center Warriors logo at the 25-yard line. And that is where Hastings will set up. And they will take over first and 10 at their own 26. And if you're Hastings, you just simply don't want to turn it over here. Neither team has used a timeout. 37 seconds remaining. See if Hastings is content to simply run out the clock and get to halftime, trailing 42-0. to zero. Zamora. And we've got a flag on the play. And in all likelihood, that's going to be against the offense. For the Broncos today, penalties have been a real issue. They've been penalized six times for 40 yards. Defenders have one penalty so far in this one for 10 yards. So it'll be first and 15 for the Broncos. They're looking to the sideline. Looking for a play call. First and 15, Zamora. Zamora fakes the handoff to Simonson. Yeah, he gave it to Simonson. Brayton Van Kickerick's on the tackle. David Kakmarinski also there for the stop. Gain of one on the play. It'll be second down and 14. And the Broncos may say, that's good enough for this half. Let's see if they run another play or not. Zamora looking to the sideline, and it doesn't appear that they will. 12 seconds. Now eight, and that's going to be the end of the first half. Our score, Dort, 42, Hastings Broncos, zero.
You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Stay tuned. Up next, the Where Are They Now segment for today. That'll come up in a few minutes. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Back with more in a moment. I'm Christian Zylstra, and welcome to another edition of Where Are They Now? Where They Now is made possible here on KDCR by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member, providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886. Our featured guest today on Where They Now is a member of the class of 1999, as she was a multi-sport athlete most known for volleyball. She had a solid volleyball career. She's done some coaching beyond that and she's teaching currently at Unity Christian in Orange City. Our featured guest for this episode of Where Are They Now is Jana Balma Vendong. Let's rewind back to before you first stepped on campus as a student at Dort. For those who don't know you or your background, where did you grow up and what was your first introduction to Dort? I grew up in Orange City, Iowa, so just about 15 minutes from Center, and so yeah, I knew of Dort growing up. I even remember just a few times going to a basketball game or so there with my father. So yeah, I knew of it a little bit. And probably my biggest thing I remember first, though, maybe was a seventh grader where Dort, their volleyball team, they kind of hosted or with a class there started. Uh, it was like an AAU volleyball program, and they opened up. I think back then it was called USVBA. They had tryouts for the area school. And so from, you know, Sheldon, Hall, Orange City, Sioux Center, anybody could come. And so that was probably my first thing that I had gone to and went to as a, a seventh grader. You ended up choosing Dorton academically. You ended up settling on mathematics. Did you have an idea career-wise what you wanted to do after Dorton? How did that kind of impact or shape your area of focus at Dorton? I loved working with numbers. I always did. Um, I struggled at first what I wanted to be with and what career I wanted to go. I was toying with accounting or education. Yeah, both working with numbers because in education I really liked math and I was thinking of a math teacher. So growing up as a kid, yeah, I can always remember playing teacher and doing some of that stuff, but yet I just kind of liked the business part of math as well and accounting. So, you know, toyed with that for a while and right when school started I decided to take the education route. Um, So I was a secondary ed degree with a math major. So that's what I got my degree with, um, but then my husband did get a job, right, we had a job right when I was graduating in Orange City, and so there weren't a lot of teaching jobs open, and I loved working with numbers, so I started out working in a bank first, at First National Bank, and then later when I moved to Orange City, I worked at Diamond Bogle in accounts payable for a while. So after about five years not teaching, I got my first teaching job at Unity Christian, so as part-time there. So that was... Yeah, it was hard first to try to decide because I liked both things. I liked working in, in the business field and working with numbers. I liked working with students and education, so I liked it both. You played a few different sports at Dort, most notably volleyball and softball, right? Yes. Softball was only really one year. When and how did sports become a passion of yours? I really enjoyed being involved in sports, playing it, watching it, because I did that started growing up my dad was a coach at unity and he coached a lot of different things baseball cross country to basketball a lot of different things and so we'd go to a lot of games so just grew up with with watching and being involved that way and then yeah my i had an older brother that was got the things and you know watching his games and 
So it was just something that I enjoyed to do. We, um, as a family, we're just yeah, an active family, likes to be outside, likes to be involved um, in doing things. So it was just something that we enjoyed doing. Did you always hope to play volleyball at Dort, or, or was that never much of a consideration until it became a possibility? Yeah, I don't think I really maybe thought of that much in high school. It's just something I enjoy doing. Right before high school, I did have um, a knee surgery. I had some knee trouble and wondering. It was always swelling up, and it was taking me out of things I wanted wanted to do. But we got it worked out where I could just play a couple sports, and that's why I went down to softball and volleyball and what my knees could handle. So, yeah, I never did get to play basketball in, in high school either, but still was just involved in those two sports with softball and volleyball just kept me busy with that, and that was a lot of fun. So in high school, you just enjoyed what you were doing at that point. You know, I think in high school, you're just living each day at a time, right? So I wasn't thinking probably in advance what to do in college and really wanting to play, but then that opportunity came as a senior, and yeah, looking at that, then that excited me, and I thought, yeah, I would, I would love to give that a try. And so that was kind of fun to also meet back up with some of the girls that I played with back as a seventh grader from Hall, from Western, that we played from that team at Dort that they put together. And so then we kind of talked, and we all found out we were going to Dort, and that was just really exciting. That just made that even more um, exciting to come back together now and be on a college team together. So you graduated from Dort as a member of the class of 1999. When you think back to those years, what just sticks out to you most? I think probably the biggest thing that sticks out to me is just the life lessons that occur at Dort and how those can just be used in such great ways as we continue to grow and develop academically, spiritually, athletically, in athletics, in the classroom, and relationships. There's were just a lot of life lessons to be taken, some easy, some hard, you know, some fun, some hard ones. And, but those were just opportunities of growth. And when you look back at that, that, you know, mold you and shape you and who you become. And so that was a lot of fun. And just the, the friendships that you make, you remember that, and the teamwork that that you develop with each other and the work ethics. Yeah, it's been fun to look back at those years because, yeah, when you're in it, you probably don't think about it as much, but then when you reflect back on it, just the great life lessons and stuff that they provide. Now, you mentioned uh, working a little bit in banking and, and then making your way back to teaching. You're teaching at Unity Christian. How long have you been teaching at Unity? And when you were in high school, did you ever think you'd be back there at Unity teaching at your high school alma mater? This is my 17th year at Unity Christian, and so no, I never really thought thought much about it that I'd be teaching there. I, in the back of my mind, I, that would be a goal, yes, that I would love to do that. So yeah, when the, a part-time job there opened up, that was just a perfect opportunity. Um, I had one child, Austin, and so I thought I might as well check it out because, you know, within five years, otherwise I'd have to go back to school to get my teaching licensure, so... Yeah, took that and then just fell in love with it. Just was a great opportunity to work with students. I love the high school. I love that in high school. So it's just been a great blessing for me. You mentioned your son Austin. He chose to attend Dort as well. What's kind of the feeling as a parent when your child grows up, likes and ultimately falls in love with and chooses the same place you chose to attend to further your education, to further your athletic career? Deep down inside, yes, I will have to say, I, I wanted him to go to Dort, but at the same time, we really wanted it to be his decision. You know, I didn't, we didn't want to pressure him one way or the other. You know, we wanted him to think through that and what was best for himself and which way is the Lord leading and guiding him. You know, if it was Dort great, and if it was not, then the Lord was in a different way. And so, yeah, we talked through things, a lot of that. And 
but yet now that he's still learning there and he loves it, it's just been a, a neat opportunity as well, and it's neat to have him join Dort University. When we talk about the role of athletics, it changes throughout our lives, and we've seen it in your life. You know, you've been the athlete, the coach, the parent. What role does athletics play in your life today? Yes, we um, are continually to be involved in athletics. So both my husband and I have coached for a number of years, um, basketball, volleyball. Our kids enjoy it. You know, it's nothing that we force on them, but they enjoy it. They to be a part of it and to play it. So, yeah, it continues to be a part of our lives and stuff that we do. Um, and at the same time, you know, we want our kids to know and enjoy each and every opportunity you get to play. Because, yeah, the Lord blesses you with that opportunity, with God-given talents that you can use for His glory. And to remember that, you know, it's a part of life. It's a fun part of life that we can be a part of and that He has blessed us with to enjoy. All right, Jenna, I think that's everything I have for you. I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you very much. Thank you to Jana Balma-Vendong for joining us and being our featured guest for this edition of Where Are They Now? Where Are They Now? is made possible on KDCR by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member, providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886. Trust in tomorrow. That'll do it for this edition of Where Are They Now? I'm your host, Christian Zylstra. We'll have more Defender Athletics coming up next here on KDCR right after this. Thanks to Christian Zylstra for that Where Are They Now? segment with Jana Van Dong, formerly Jana Obama, the Defenders. Leading Hastings at halftime, 42-0. Dort, 306 yards of offense. Hastings, 123. The defenders, 189 yards rushing, 117 passing. Hastings, 123 rushing, no yards passing. Noah Clayberg, 8 carries for 138 yards, along of 33 so far. Charlie Young, 5 carries, 34 yards. Anthony Trojan, 3 carries, 15 yards. Carter Skibout, 6 carries, 14 yards. Noah Clayberg, 8 of 9, passing for 90 yards and 2 touchdowns. Ethan Thomas, 1 of 1 for 27 yards. For Hastings, Malik Thorpe, 6 carries, 77 yards, including that 69-yard rush. Brett Simonson, 18 carries for 48 yards. John Zamora, all of three, passing. Josh Morazic, seven solo, two assisted tackles so far. Brayton Van Kickericks, two and two. Jalen Placide, two and two. Quentin Murphy, two solos, one assist. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. 42 to nothing, our score. In other football games being played today. We find Dakota Wesleyan leading Jamestown at halftime, 14 to nothing. And Northwestern leads Briarcliff, 28 to 0. We will find a women's basketball score for you as well as the Dort defenders facing a undefeated Midland team. This afternoon, that one just underway, got underway at uh, 2 o'clock this afternoon, and would love to be able to give you that score update, and currently it is 
Dort leading Midland 29-16 in the second quarter. Don't know how deep into the quarter they are, but the defenders up by double digits at this point, 29-16. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. One more quick break, and then we'll be back with the kickoff right after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. Dort will be kicking off. It'll be Hastings with the return coming up shortly. In all likelihood, it'll be Brenton Bell and Kyoti Stanhouse back deep for the Broncos. This will be Brett Zachman kicking off for the defenders. Curious to see how the defenders handle this second half. Up 42 to nothing already in this contest. They'll be wrapping up the regular season one week from today on the road in Sioux City against the Briarcliff Chargers. Kickoff and end over end kick. This will be taken by Stenhouse at the five. He retreats to the one to pick it up. Stutter step, and he's dropped at the 12. First and 10 for the Broncos at their own 12-yard line. Looks like the first string is still on the field defensively for Dort if things go according to uh, plan and how we've watched Dort handle these types of games over the past couple of seasons. We'll see the first unit in, and then you'll start sprinkling in some reserves, and by the uh, fourth quarter, it will likely be mostly reserves in play. Johnny Zamora is your quarterback. Zamora turns, hands, gives it off to Simonson. And not much changing for Simonson from the first half. Uh, he struggled in the first half to get much of anything going on the ground. He picks up two on the play. It'll be second down and eight. Second and eight for the Broncos, deep in their own territory. Line of scrimmage is the 15-yard line. Just underway with the third quarter. Dort leading 42-0. to zero. 42-0 hour score. We will not see Jake Buchelman in all likelihood the rest of this ball game. Saw him being assessed by the medical staff, that knee that they uh, looked at in the second quarter. Don't see number 50 on the sideline right now. Walked off of the field under his own power, which was good to see for the senior from Ripon, California. There's no gain on the play for... Simonson, and that'll bring up third down and eight, and the Broncos taking their time. Zamora. Looks like a passing down here. He drops back to pass. Pass is complete. Short of the first down marker, though. Pass completed to the 21-yard line, and it's going to be fourth down. Fourth down for the Broncos, and Hastings will punt. Trailing 42 to nothing. Nathan Cabongo. We'll get the, uh, he'll be back to return at his own 47-yard line. Bockley is punting, facing fourth and one. Well, if you're Dort, you don't want to commit a penalty here. Give Hastings the first down on the penalty and extend the drive. Bockley, line drive kick. Taken by Cabongo at the 42-yard line. Circles back to the near side. Did his knee touch? It did not. He falls forward to the 46-yard line. He stumbled at about the 42. Looked like his knee might have grazed the turf. 
They say it did not. It'll be first and ten for the defenders. At their own 46-yard line, the defenders have had great field position to start from this afternoon. And this drive, no different. Levi Jungling lining up in the slot. Ethan Thomas is your quarterback for the defenders. Curious to see if Noah Clayberg's day is done. I would not be surprised at all if it is. Ethan Thomas going to run option to the near side. Plants his foot, and he's upended at the uh, line of scrimmage. Tackle made by Hastings. Number 21 for the Broncos. Trevin Hinton. And uh, Hinton, that's got to be a misprint. They list him at five feet even. Well, maybe it's closer to uh, closer to accurate than I first thought. Ethan Thomas fakes the handoff, pulls it away. He's to the 40, up the sideline, 30, and stumbles out of bounds. We'll see where they mark him out of bounds officially. Got over his skis a little bit there, stumbled forward. And is steps out of bounds actually at the Hastings 33-yard line. First and 10 for the Broncos at the Hastings 33. Ethan Thomas, the sophomore quarterback. Hands it off, Charlie Young. Young the ball carrier. Young inside the 20, down to the, uh, pardon me, inside the 25. Down to the 23-yard line before he is dropped. Ethan Thomas this season, 7 of 10 passing, 5'10", 195 pounds. He's from Fort Worth, Texas. He's going to run option to the near side, gets a block to the 20, and brought down inside the 20 at the 18-yard line. Gain of 6 on the play. It'll be 1st and 10 for the defenders in Bronco territory. At the 18-yard line, 11:24 left to play, third quarter. Dort leading 42 to nothing. Thomas hands it off to Young. Young, the ball carrier, Charlie Young, down near the 10-yard line, close to a first down. Looks like he's shy by a couple of yards. It'll be second down and two. Second and two for the defenders. They need the nine-yard line for a first down. Line of scrimmage right now, the 11. Offensive line for the defenders. Parker Becks, your right tackle. Alex Hoisman, the near tackle, left side. Ethan Thomas fakes the handoff to Charlie Young. Weaves his way on the right side of the line, but we've got a flag on the play. At the 11-yard line, we're going to have a hold called on the defenders. I think Hayden Large is going to be caught for a hold, and we'll do it again. That'll set up second down and long. This will be a 10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. Brings it back to the 21-yard line. It's second down and 13. Second and 13. They'll put large out in the slot on the far side. Jaden Heisman lining up on the numbers on the right side. Jungling and Bolden, Bolden, that is, to the near side. Ethan Thomas throws underneath the jungling, jungling. Inside the 15, down to the, near the 10. It's going to be third down and short. Third and short for the defenders. Dort leading 42 to nothing. Nearly five minutes gone here in the third quarter. 
So Thomas looks to the sideline, has Charlie Young behind him. Going to run option to the right side. And Thomas is going to run out of room, tries to turn the corner on the far side. Runs out of room, and it's going to be fourth down. Fourth down, Brett Zachman on to attempt field goal from the right hash mark. This will be about a 31-yard field goal attempt. Nope, not quite as deep as I thought. We're going to actually line up at the 19. That's where they'll mark it down, so this will be a 29-yard attempt. Zachman this season, 8 of 8 on field goals. Snap is down, kick is up, and Zachman's kick is good. Brett Zachman, a perfect 9 for 9 now. And the defenders lead 45 to nothing. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Back with more right after this. Brett Zachman with a 29-yard field goal. His 8th field goal, ninth field goal of the season. To go along with six main point after tries today. And Zachman's kick is into the end zone. That'll be a touchback for the Broncos. And the Broncos will take over first down and 10 at their own 25-yard line. Over in Fremont, we're at halftime. The Dort women leading Midland 35-28 to in women's basketball play. Here in Sioux Center, Dort leading Hastings in football 45-0. to And Hastings, Johnny Zamora with Malik Thorpe in the backfield with him. Thorpe had the 69-yard run earlier today. Zamora's going to run option, and Zamora, nothing there. Josh Morazic on the tackle for the defenders. It'll be second down and long. Second and long. Jessup Leakey was also initially there for the defenders. Zamora has Thorpe behind him. Pistol set for the Broncos. They turn. Rolling right, Zamora. Zamora complete to Stenhouse. Stenhouse in the open. He's at the 30 to the 40. Steps out of bounds at the 45-yard line. And one of the few times we've seen Hastings go to the air, went to a rollout. Hastings, first down and 10 for the Broncos at their own 46-yard line. Dort led 42 to nothing at halftime. Relatively good short field, uh, short, uh, relatively good field position, several Drives of under 50 yards for the defenders. Thorpe, the ball carrier, he's upended by Jalen Placide at the midfield stripe. Falls forward for another yard. He picks up five on the play. It'll be second down and five as Placide makes the tackle. Jalen Placide, the senior from Oakland, California. Brayton Van Kickericks is going to check out of the football game. Hastings taking their time, trailing 45 to nothing. It's second down and five. Second and five, Hastings in Dort territory at the 49. Zamora turns, hands, gives to Thorpe. Thorpe, nothing there, stumbles at the midfield stripe, loses a yard on the play. It'll be third down and six. So that time Thorpe actually stopped himself, stumbles and falls. 
Brenton Bell back into the game for Hastings. Passing down here, it would appear. Third down and six for the Broncos at midfield. Past the midpoint of the third quarter. Third down and six. They need the Dort 44 for a first down. Zamora. Three receivers to the right. Back to pass. Zamora. Pass over the middle. Incomplete. And that'll set up fourth down. Fourth down for the Broncos at midfield. Got to believe that they're going to go for it in this situation. No, they're not going to. They're going to punt. So at midfield, facing fourth down, trailing 45 to nothing, the Broncos will send Bockley onto the field to punt. So Bockley, and now Hastings, are they having some second thoughts? They're going to call the timeout. Timeout on the field, you're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. Back with more from Open Space Park in Sioux Center right after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. And Hastings will punt. Snap back to Bockley. Bockley is partially blocked by the defenders. And it's beyond the line of scrimmage, so uh, it'll be downed at the 28-yard line. Defenders got a piece of it, but unable to keep it behind the line of scrimmage. And it's downed at the 27. And that is where Dort will take over first down and 10. First and 10 for the defenders. Ethan Thomas in at quarterback for the defenders. And I think any thoughts of Noah Clayberg getting another series in the second half. That's not going to happen. Eli Bolden lining up to the near side. Another week yet for the defenders. Need to keep people healthy. Ethan Thomas fakes the handoff. Busted play. Ethan pass complete to Warner. And Lucas Warner dragged down after about a 13-yard pickup on the play out near the 40. It's a first down for the defenders at their own 40-yard line. Women's basketball, as I said, halftime. Dort leading Midland 35-28 to at half. Christian Zalstra is there. Ball's down on the ground. Broken play, missed pitch. Anthony Trojan has to fall on top of it. That's a loss of three on the play. It'll be second down and 13. Carly Gustafson with 13 off of the bench for the defenders today. Four of seven from the floor. Four of five on free throws in Fremont. See if the defender women can hand up Midland their first loss of the year. Good start. Ethan Thomas in the backfield. And he's going to be dragged down. Loss of four on the play. And it's going to be third down and long. So the defenders, not sure what's the uh, watching the play in the backfield, the handoffs, the decisions to rather handoff or pull it seem to be causing some problems. 5.44 left to go here in the third quarter. Dort leaning 45 to nothing. 
And they'll take their time. Eight seconds on the play clock. Now seven. Five. Thomas gets the snap. Back to pass. Over on the far side to Sonderman. Sonderman makes one man miss. And he's here the midfield stripe. And he's going to roll down at the 48-yard line. Short of the first down by a couple of yards. And decision time now for the defenders. And it looks like they will punt. So the defenders will punt. Blade Coons will do the punting, I think. Might have a new player in punting for the defenders. And we don't have a punter on the field, it appears. And then Blade Coons racing in from the sideline. Seven seconds. Now five. He's got his heels on the 35-yard line. Gets it away with a left foot. And it'll be downed inside the 10. At about the, well, it's inside the 5. Racing down on the punt coverage for the defenders. That's Ryan Oliveira. Oliveira on the coverage. And the Broncos will take over first down and 10 with 4.32 left to play in the third quarter. Trailing 45 to nothing, and they'll take over at their five. That's where they will mark it down officially. So first and 10 for the Broncos at their own five-yard line. Johnny Zamora in the shotgun, hands it off to Simonson. Simonson at the five to the 10 to the 15 and upended at the 15-yard line, Jalen Placide. On the tackle, Grant Hickson also there. That's a first down for the Broncos. 12-yard pickup on the play for Simonson. Brings up first down and 10. First and 10. Dort leading 45 to nothing. Zach Sipma in. Playing defensive tackle for the defenders now. Freshman from Washington. Zamora. Rolling right, pursued by Colin Ostenink. Pass to the near sideline, incomplete in front of the Dort bench. Intended for Stenhouse. Pressure applied that time by Ostenink. And Zamora was unable to make complete the pass to Stenhouse. Stops the clock in the process with 3.56 left to play in the third quarter. Dort leading. Hastings. Dort, it appears, headed to their sixth win of the year in eight tries. Trying to close out the year with a couple of wins after that tough loss to Morningside a couple of weeks ago by single possession. Hand off to Simonson. Simonson picks up maybe one yard on the play. It's going to be third down and nine. Third and nine. So third and nine for the Broncos. Looks like a passing down here. They need the Dort 27 for a first down. Beg your pardon, they need the, their own 27 for a first down. David Kakmarinski. Brayton Van Kickerix is going to show pressure up the middle. Josh Morazic, middle linebacker, staying home. Handed off Simonson, and Simonson, nothing there. Interesting play call there. Go for a draw on third down and nine. Gain of one for Simonson. It's going to be fourth down, and the Broncos will be punting. 
Broncos will punt. Nathan Cabanga will be near midfield. Unless Bockley can uncork one, Dort will have very good field position again. 245 and counting, third quarter. Dort leading 45 to nothing. Bockley will station himself inside the five. Gets it away. Line drive kick. And the Broncos will fall on top of it. At the 48-yard line, it'll be Dort football. Hastings said a Dort player touched it. Coach Tony Harper on the Hastings sideline. It'll be first and ten. So Randy Hagedorn, the sheriff, on the scene today. Randy Hagedorn saying it was not touched by the defenders, putting a stop to any argument there. First and ten for the defenders. Ethan Thomas turns, hands it off. Short gain on the play. It's going to be second down and eight. I think that was Charlie Young who got the carry. Nope, that was Michael Sonderman, beg your pardon. Sonderman picks up a couple on the play. Now Charlie Young from the sideline. He'll check into the game. We also have Carson Brown in at receiver for the defenders. It's second down and nine. Ethan Thomas with it. Thomas racing to the sideline. Designed quarterback run. Inside the 45. Down uh, in the steps out of bounds at the 43. Well short of the first down. Picks up maybe four on the play. It's going to be third down and long with 150 and counting. Third down and relatively long. Third and five. Defenders haven't been in this position very often. Third down and five. Thomas fakes the handoff. Rolling right. He's going to keep it. He's to the 40. He might go. 30, 20, 10, and drag down at the 10-yard line. Actually dragged down at the 15, and they say he stepped out of bounds already at the 14. He didn't come to rest until the 10, but that's another dork first down with 126 left to play in the, first, in the third quarter. Dort with it. First down and 10 at the 14. Bolden to the far side. Hayden Large also lining up. Tight end. He's going to line up as a true tight end here. Hand off Sonderman. Sonderman breaks a tackle. Low to the ground inside the 5. And they're going to mark him down actually just short of the 5-yard line. They'll say his knee touched at the 6. It'll be second down. Second down and 3. So a gain of 7 on the play. 45 seconds and counting in this third quarter. Handoff Sonderman, second effort. It's going to be near the first down marker. Looks like he's just shy, and it'll be third down. So 32 seconds and counting left to go in this quarter. Dort looks to the sideline, and they don't have to run another play in the quarter if they don't want. And it doesn't appear to me that the defenders will run a play here. 15 seconds. Now Thomas brings the team up to the line of scrimmage. It's third down and a couple. 10 seconds left in the quarter. Thomas sends a man in motion. Thomas turns, hands, gives to Charlie Young. And Young is stopped. Short of the first down. And it'll be fourth down. And that's the end of the third quarter. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5.
We'll be back with more fourth quarter of play right after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. Dort leading 45 to nothing. Stats through three quarters of play. Dort 421 total offense. Hastings 170. Dort's going to go for it here on fourth down and a couple. They've got the ball at the six-yard line. They need the four for a first down. Charlie Young is the running back. Ethan Thomas, your quarterback. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. That's Eli Bolden. Pistol set. Ethan Thomas back to pass. Flush from the pocket. Under pressure. Throws to the back of the end zone. Elon Bolden did not come down with it. They say that he stumbled out of bounds. Did not gain control. And it's ruled incomplete. And Dort will turn it over on downs. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. Watching the replay on our webcast. And yep, looks like he got that right foot down on the white line. On the back of the end zone. And that will... Turn the ball over to the Broncos with 14.53 left to play in regulation. Dort leading 45 to nothing. It was 42 nothing at halftime. So Zamora brings the troops onto the field. Has Thorpe in the backfield. Hands it off to Thorpe. Thorpe brought down by Quentin Murphy. At the nine-yard line, so a gain of two on the play. It'll be second down. Well, Hastings has been content since they got down to continue to run the ball. Haven't taken many chances. Zamora. So far today, two of seven passing for 26 yards. Malik Thorpe, 8 carries for 81 yards for the Broncos. Noah Clayberg, 8 carries for 138 yards. Hand off to Thorpe. Thorpe gains a couple on the play. Looks like he's at the 11-yard line. It's going to be third down. Well, they gave him a generous spot. I said the 11. They're going to move it all the way up to the 13, it appears. It's going to be third down and three. Third and three. Keeping an eye on that basketball game in Fremont. Dort leads 39-30 to in women's basketball. Make that 41-30 to now in the third quarter. Zamora turns, hands, gives to Thorpe. Thorpe, things got bottled up really quickly, and Josh Morazic and Zach Sitma on the tackle. Short gain on the play. It's going to be short of the first down, though, and that'll set up fourth down and one. So Sitma on the tackle. It's going to be fourth down. Hastings punting with the wind. Other stats of note. Noah Clayberg, 8 of 9 passing, 90 yards tonight or today. Has not played in the second half. Ethan Thomas, 4 for 4 passing, 63 yards. Thomas with 48 yards rushing on 10 attempts through three quarters of play. Punt takes a bounce at midfield. Takes a Hastings bounce into Dort territory at the 43-yard line. 
That's a 42-yard punt for Bockley. And the Broncos will take over, pardon me, the defenders will take over first and 10 at their own 43. First and 10 at the 43 for the defenders, leading 45-0. to zero. And Ethan Thomas continues his day of work at quarterback. Thomas pitches over to Raphael Carr. And Raphael Carr stumbles forward back to the original line of scrimmage. Maybe picks up a yard on the play to the 44 on the near side. As Dort was running option with Carr. Second down and nine for the defenders. Second and nine. Thomas back to pass. Thomas pass complete to Carr. Carr, nice diving grab near the first down sticks, and it is a first down. So first down for the defenders in Hastings territory at the 46-yard line. Coming up this week, Wednesday night, Dort basketball, the defenders hosting Dakota Wesleyan in GPAC play. It's a 6 o'clock start time for the women, 8 o'clock start time for the men. Handoff, and up the middle, that is... Jake Carroll, Carroll from Van Alstine, Texas. Nine-yard pickup on the play for Carroll. Second down and one. Ethan Thomas keeps it himself, dances up to the line of scrimmage, and is stopped short of the first down. It's going to be third down and two. So third and two for the defenders. They're at the Hastings 38-yard line. Next week, Dort will be on the road facing Briar Cliff in the season finale for both teams. Hand off, Carroll. No, keeping it as Thomas. He's to the 35-30. Darts outside and pushed out of bounds at the 20. I think then they look back at some tape. Ethan may realize, cuts that inside to the numbers. He might still be running. It'll be first and ten for the defenders at the 20, but the defenders steadily working their way down the field. Less than 11 minutes left to go in this contest. Hand off Carroll. That time they gave it to the freshman running back, and he picks up three yards. Inside the 20, down to the 18-yard line. So Ethan Thomas over 50 yards of rushing offense here this afternoon. Dort leading 45 to nothing. We're in the fourth quarter. Thomas, and we've got movement, and this ball didn't get snapped, and that's going to be a five-yard walk-off against the defenders. So a false start against Dort's offense. Haven't had many of those today. Hastings had some costly ones early in the ball game. Nearly five minutes gone here in the fourth quarter. This is KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. So it's second down and 13 now for the defenders. Carroll is the running back. He's in the pistol, stationed behind Thomas. And they're going to run option to the left side. Thomas pitches. Carroll, 15-10, races up the sideline. Touchdown defenders. So an option pitch to Carroll. Carroll, his first career collegiate touchdown run and the defenders 
with a 51 to nothing lead. Brett Zachman on to attempt the point after. Nope, we've got a new kicker, it appears. And for the defenders, kicking will be Fulton Gunderson. Gunderson from Enumclaw, Washington. Washington. Hopefully I got the pronunciation on that hometown correct. Trying to make it a 52-0 ball game. And Gunderson misses wide right. And our score remains Dort 51, Hastings nothing. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88-5. Back with a kickoff right after this. No basketball will last forever. Stenhouse on the return. Brings it out to the 25-yard line. And the defenders will send their defense onto the field. First and 10 for the Broncos. Zamora. In the backfield with him. That is Marcus Rice. They hand it off to Rice. Rice stumbles and falls at the 27-yard line. Ball comes out, but they rule he was down. 9.58 left to play in the contest and counting. Dort leading 51 to nothing. 51 to nothing our score. Over in Fremont. Dort leading Midland, 46-33. to Second down and eight. Zamora surveying the defense. Pass over the middle is incomplete, in and out of the hands of Brenton Bell. And that'll bring up fourth down. I beg your pardon, third down. A little bit... Of an itchy trigger finger over on the far sideline on the down marker. It's third down and eight. Well, it has gotten colder as the day has gone along here this afternoon. We were hoping for temps around in the mid-40s earlier this week. And then it turned into low 40s. And then it turned into 30s. And they took our sunshine out of the forecast as well, and they pretty well hit it dead on today. 38 degrees currently under gray skies, and it's cold. No sunshine today. So a delay of game penalty against the Broncos. That turns third and eight into third and 13, and the day has not gone well for Hastings so far today. They've been shut out one other time this season. That was against Midland. Facing third down and 13. Rolling is Zamora. Zamora pass to the sideline is incomplete. Good effort that time, but unable to reel it in was Samuel Valenzuela. And that'll bring up fourth down and the defenders will get it back. Bockley is on to punt. Bockley has been busy today. And he will be punting with a line of scrimmage set at the 22-yard line. And he punts it to Cabongo. Cabongo over the shoulder catch at the 40 to the 45 to midfield. 
45-40. One man to beat, and he's tripped up at the 35-yard line. So, a 35-yard return by Cabongo. Cabongo looking to break one today, but hasn't quite gotten it. Been close. For Hastings, that is... Trying to find out how many times they have punted today, and it's been a fair number. They've had two drives end on missed field goals. Another one missed on a fumble. Otherwise, they've been forced to punt. And it is that was actually the eighth time they have punted today. Pass is incomplete. It'll be second down and ten with 9.02 remaining. In regulation, Dort leading 51 to nothing. Ethan Thomas, your quarterback, behind him. Well, they send a man in motion. That's Raphael Carr. They hand it off to Charlie Young. Young, the ball carrier, and Charlie out to the 30-yard line. A gain of six on the play. It'll be second. Uh, pardon me, third down and four. Third and four for the defenders. Parker Beck, your right tackle. Liam Sorensen lining up as your center. Ethan Thomas upended at the 25-yard line. Comes to rest at the 23. That's another Dort first down. So Dort with another first down also on the offensive line. Patrick Tovar as your right guard. Left guard is Bryce Simnocker. First and 10 for the defenders at the Hastings, 23. Handoff, Charlie Young. Young, the ball carrier, and they're trying really hard, it seems, to give Charlie Young every opportunity he can today. He's at the 17-yard line. So a gain of five on the play. We'll call it six even. It's second down and four. 7.50 left to play in the game. Young behind Ethan Thomas, two receivers to the right, one to the left. They hand it off to Young, no, pulling it was Thomas. Thomas to the 15, to the 10, five touchdown defenders. Ethan Thomas rushes for another touchdown. That one, an 18-yarder, and the defenders lead it 51 to nothing. Gunderson on to attempt the point after. So Dort leading 57 to nothing. Blade Coons will hold. We have a flag on the play. And Randy Hagedorn saw something and throws the flag in Dort's backfield. Waiting for the indication. So unsportsmanlike against the Hastings defensive player, Clay. So Titus Clay, unsportsmanlike conduct. Dort will get the yards on the kickoff. Gunderson on to attempt the point after. 57-0, Dort leading. Coons will hold. Blade puts it down. Gunderson's kick is up. 
And that one splits the uprights. And the freshman from Washington with the point after. And the Dort defenders lead 58 to nothing. 58 to nothing, our score. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. Back with more after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. Stenhouse takes it at the 5. He's to the 10. Stutter step. Goes airborne. And he's dropped at the 12. It'll be first and 10 for the Broncos, trailing 58 to nothing with 7.34 left to go in the game. Over in Fremont, things going well for the Dort Defender women so far, up 16, 54 to 38. And it looks like the third quarter winding down, and third quarter has come to an end, so the Defenders up 16 in women's basketball in Fremont with 10 minutes to go. Here in Sioux Center, it's been all Dort this afternoon, 58 to nothing. Dort's quarterbacks have combined for 200 yards of rushing. Thorpe dragged down and making that tackle for the defenders. Ashton Treshman, Treshman on the tackle. Gain of two for Thorpe. And that'll bring up second down and eight. Second and eight. Zamora, the quarterback. And Johnny Zamora turns, hands, gives to Thorpe. Thorpe dropped in the backfield. Yep, David Kakmarinski, senior from Pella, Iowa, making the stop. A loss of two on the play for Hastings. It'll be third down and ten, and Kakmarinski, the stats haven't been there this year. Simply doing part, I believe, to teams avoiding him. It'll be third down and ten now. The Broncos taking their time with six and a half left to go in the game. Brayton Van Kickerix checks out of the ball game. Bryce Christian checks in for the defenders. Back to pass is Zamora. He's going to roll right. Zamora looking. He's going to try to get the first down up the sideline, and he is forced out of bounds. Short of the first down marker at the 19-yard line. And it's going to be fourth down for the Broncos at their own 19. And they're going to punt again. This will be their 10th punt today. Bockley has punted 47 times entering play today. Today, he's got nearly... 20% of that, averaging 36.7 yards per punt. Nathan Cabongo at Hastings' 49-yard line. This one drives him back over the shoulder catch at the 35 to the 40, looking for a block, and he's going to be brought down short of the midfield stripe. One extra move by the punt returner, and he is brought down. They're going to mark him down, actually, at the 48. That was his forward progress before he was driven backwards about 10 yards. And it'll be first down and 10 for the defenders at their own 48-yard line. Dort with the lead, 525 left to play in the game. Defenders up 58 to nothing. Man in motion is Raphael Carr. 
They hand it off to Charlie Young. Young the ball carrier and Charlie. Nice senior day today for Charlie. He has stayed the course with the Dort program. He's always been a backup running back. Just never able to quite break, crack the regular rotation, if you will. And we've had some pretty good running backs here at Dort, obviously. But nice to see Charlie getting a full day of work today on senior day, his last home football game here at Open Space Park. Ethan Thomas. Sends a man in motion right to left. Hand off to Charlie. Charlie Young with it. 40-35. And brought down at the 33-yard line. So Charlie Young continuing to churn out yards for the defenders. And for Charlie, he's going to put a scare in 100 yards before today is over as well. Well, he has. He's credited with 133 yards of rushing offense today on 11 carries. Ethan Thomas, 14 carries, 89 yards. Noel Clayberg, 8 carries, 138 yards. Dort might end up with three players with 100 yards of rushing offense. Thomas gets a block from Young. Young at the 30, 25, 20. And he steps out of bounds at the 20-yard line, and that will push... That will push Ethan Thomas above 100 yards for the day. So the defenders, three players over 100 yards of rushing offense. They've got over 450 yards of rushing offense as a team. So they continue to churn it out here. 344 remaining in regulation. Ethan Thomas has Charlie Young behind him. Send a man in motion. They hand it off. Charlie Young to the 15, inside the 15, down to the 13-yard line. 325 and counting in the contest. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. Also live on the World Wide Web, KDCR885.com. So second down and three, Thomas sends a man in motion, hands it off to Charlie Young. Young the ball carrier, Young inside the 10 down to the six-yard line. And it would certainly appear that the defender's intent on giving Charlie Young a chance to score a touchdown here on senior day. Young with over 150 yards of rushing offense for the senior running back. First and goal to go for the defenders at the 8. 2.35 remaining in the contest. Ethan Thomas sends a man in motion. They hand it off to Charlie Young. Stacked up at the line of scrimmage. Second effort. It's going to get him inside the 5, though, down to the 4. That's a gain of 3 on the play. 2.14 and counting. Well, Dort will wrap up the regular season next Saturday at Briarcliff. Remains to be seen what happens this spring on a variety of fronts. Will the playoffs for the NAI actually happen as scheduled? How many teams will play spring football? Lots of things to sort through, but we do know we've got one more regular season game scheduled one week from today. A flag on the play. 
Parker Beck came out of his stance. It looked like a Hastings player got into the neutral zone, broke that plane, and that'll go half the distance to the goal line. And with under two minutes to go in the contest, the defenders knocking on the door again. Second down and goal to go at the three after the penalty. Young is in the backfield. Eli Bolden to the near side, your wide receiver. Lining up in the slot is Carr. Ten on the play clock. Thomas turns, hands, gives to Young. Young falls forward. We've got a flag on the play as well. They're going to say Young was short of the touchdown, the goal line, by less than a yard. Flag thrown at the goal line by the back judge. He saw, or the umpire, he saw something, obviously. So, first down and goal to go, you heard Randy Hagedorn. Maybe it didn't, but a face-masking penalty against the Broncos with 123 remaining in the game and the defenders with a fresh set of downs. Clock is running with 113 remaining. And the defenders, we'll see what they do here. The ball is at the goal line. Send a man in motion, that's Bolden. Hand off, Charlie Young, bulldozes into the end zone. Touchdown, Charlie Young. And that sets off a celebration on the Dort sideline for the senior running back from Colorado. Charlie Young, the leading rusher for the defenders today. I believe he'll have 160 yards when it's all said and done. The defenders on the ground today, 467 yards of rushing offense 64 to nothing our score 55 seconds remaining in this game Gunderson on to attempt the point after he's one for two today snap is down kick is up and Gunderson splits the uprights and the defenders lead it 65 to nothing you're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5 we'll be back with more from Sioux Center right after this. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. Under a minute to go in this one. Hastings will be receiving the kickoff. And Stenhouse and Bell are back deep. Zachman will be kicking off. 65 to nothing our score. Hastings in danger of being shut out for the second time this season. Shut out by Midland as well. Fair catch called for at the 12-yard line. And the Broncos will start first down and 10 at their own 12. See what they elect to do here with Zamora at quarterback. Over in Fremont. We'll be getting to Fremont shortly after the conclusion of this one. Dort leading Midland 59-45. Defenders leading Midland in women's college basketball. In the uh, start of the G-Pack for both uh, for the defenders. Handoff, Simonson. Simonson gains one on the play. It'll be second down and nine. 45 seconds remaining. Second down and nine. And the Broncos need to run one more play 
They're going to be shut out for the second time this season. Fifteen on the play clock. And Zamora will get the snap, hands it off to Simonson. Simonson, the ball carrier, picks up one on the play. And that no likelihood will do it. Ten seconds remaining. Hastings will not run another play. And that's going to be your final. From Sioux Center today, on a cold and cloudy day, Dort 65, Hastings 0. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. Back with a recap of today's contest right after this. Dort wins it 65 to nothing, and uh, because we want to send things over to Fremont here shortly, we're just going to go through the numbers. We won't go through all of the scoring, but we will give you the unofficial numbers offensively for Dort today. 468 on the ground, 163 through the air, 631 total. For Hastings, 164 rushing, 26 passing, 190 total. So Dort outgains Hastings today, 631 to 190. Hastings was forced to punt nine times. Dort punted twice. Each team had one fumble. Individually for Dort, Charlie Young led the way on the ground. The senior from Colorado Springs, 17 carries, 160 yards. Noah Clayberg, eight carries in the first half, 138 yards, 17.3 yards per carry, two touchdowns. Ethan Thomas, 15 carries, 103 yards, 6.9 yards per carry, one touchdown. Noah Clayberg today, eight of nine passing, 90 yards. Ethan Thomas, five of seven passing, 73 yards. Levi Jungling, seven catches, 93 yards. Raphael Carr, two catches for 37 yards. Michael Sonderman, Lucas Warner, Jaden Heisman, and Eli Bolden all with one catch apiece. Four Hastings today. Malik Thorpe, 13 carries, 90 yards. Brett Simonson, 25 carries, 67 yards. John Zamora, 6 carries for 8 yards. John Zamora, 2 of 9 passing for 26 yards. Leading tacklers for the defenders, Josh Morazic, 8 solos, 3 assists, 11 total. Jalen Placide, 4 solos, 2 assists. Quentin Murphy, three solos, one assist. Abe stays, four solo tackles. Paxton Terry, unofficially leading Hastings with five solo and one assisted stop. That's your final today. Dort with a win. Final score, 65 for the defenders. Hastings shut out for the second time this year. Hastings falls to 2-6 and six, while the defenders improve to 6-2. and two. Next up for the defenders, a road trip to... Sioux City, Iowa, as they face the Briarcliff Chargers one week from today. That'll be a 1 o'clock kickoff in Sioux City. We do need to go through the uh, scoreboard, though, before we uh, send it back to, uh, well, before we send it out to Christian Zylstrom in Fremont. Northwestern leading Briarcliff 38-21 in football play. And also... One other game being played today. Dakota Wesleyan leads Jamestown in the fourth quarter, 35-16. to That is a look at the uh, Fairway Meat and Grocery in Sioux Center, best at fresh, serving the community since 1991, scoreboard. And over in Fremont, tightening up a little bit, Dort leading Midland, 59-50. to We'll get to that game in just a moment. 
Thanks for joining me. Christian Zylstra up next. We'll get it out to him in about a minute. 